Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Praise God. Um, we're going to start off in Mark um, 9 and 17. There's quite a few scriptures. I'm going to read through it real quick. We already know this story. Uh, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which have a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. Amen. So he addressed them as faithless, not believing at all, which was which was strange. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tell him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long ago since you came into him? And he said, Of a child. And oftentimes it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou can't do anything, have compassion on us. Help us. He says, Thou can do anything. Jesus was like, What? Really? You addressing me like that? So Jesus said unto him, If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So Jesus told him, He said, if, if you can have trust and confidence in God's ability, all things are possible to you. Amen. And straightway the father of the child cried out. Now he he just he just talking to this man. And that's any one of us can put ourselves in this situation because we all have entered into this mindset we entered into this mindset often amen but this man this man talking to jesus and I always like to refer to a, 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 the mind or a soul speaking to the spirit but anyway he's talking to jesus and he cried out you see what i'm saying so he didn't like he he, he didn't like the situation that he was in you see what i'm saying he cried out and said lord i believe Help my unbelief. Now, he is crying out. He's tearing up. So he's actually fed up. He's actually fed up with the way that he is. He don't like the position that he's in. He don't like to have this type of mentality that has some belief on one side and then on the other side, I'm doubting. You see what I'm saying? He hated to be in this situation so much that he cried out and said, can you help me? You know what I'm saying? So, so when Jesus saw the people, he came running together. He rebuked the foul spirit. Saying, uh, saying to him, thou deaf and dumb spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more. But anyway, down on the line, he says that this comes out by praying and fasting. Praying and fasting, uh, I'm going to bring that up later, but that's, that's having an intimate relationship with God. Amen. Praise God. Glory to you. But I just wanted to read that because um, this man cried out. And he, he talking to the father and he said, uh, help my unbelief. You know, I feel like he was, he was in a rough place. And um, he was sincere. He was sincere when he cried out. Amen. Praise God. I've been in that. I've been in that place several times before. So now, um, excuse me. Um, my my job tonight is to. The man cried out and said, "Help my unbelief." That is a mindset. You see what I'm saying? Unbelief is a mindset. He cried out to the Lord and said, help my unbelief. So, so, so for me to stand in the gap and speak the word of God tonight, 
my 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 uh solution i'm coming to bring a solution to help this man's unbelief in any type of mindset that operate in unbelief amen that's what god has placed on me to do tonight it's god is saying okay you didn't cry it out and said help my unbelief so what i'm going to do is i got some things i want to share with you amen amen we're going to expose unbelief where it comes from amen so we can deal with this tonight amen praise god lord we just lord we just want to thank you right now precious lord Lord, you've, you've, you've uh, given us the word. I just pray that you would anoint it, precious Lord, that you would reach them, that you would teach them. Uh, Lord, let their ears be open, precious Lord, that they will receive it, precious Lord. Uh, Lord, that you would open up and they'll help our unbelief tonight with your word. Thank you. Okay, praise God. Glory to you. So we go to Romans 14 and 23. Glory to you, precious Lord. And it said, and he that doubteth, is damned if he eat, because he eat not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So the first key words I want to focus on is doubt and faith. Amen? Faith and doubt operate and exist in your mind. Amen? It operate and exist in your thoughts. So faith and doubt actually operate in your soulless realm. Amen? Praise God. So to have faith is to believe and trust in God. It means assurance, to have confidence and certainty in God's abilities. Amen. So you are persuaded that God is able to perform what he says. Amen. So in other words, to have faith is when your mind, your thoughts, and your soul trust in God's ability in this word. Amen. We got, I, want you to, I want you to understand that this is coming from the mind. Amen. So to doubt, the word to doubt of means to separate. It means to make a distinction, to waver. It means to separate oneself or to oppose your own self. Wow. So what is he saying? In other words, to doubt means the picture I got is as if I was to take my mind and split it in half. Listen to what I'm saying. And on one side, there is trust and belief. And on the other side, there is unsurety and disbelief. Amen? Uncertainty. Because doubt is to separate oneself. Okay? So for in order for doubt to exist, there must be two. There must be some belief. You see what I'm saying? So if you're doubting, it's not that you don't believe at all. It's just that you have some belief mixed with unbelief. Amen. So now you are not a whole being. You are separated. You are, you are battling. You are hostile against your own self. Amen. Praise God. Glory to you. Okay. So in order for doubt to exist, like I just said, there must be some belief because your mind is divided between belief and unbelief. It doesn't mean that you don't believe at all. It just means you're not 100% sure. Amen. Now, and the Bible talks about people that had full faith. Amen. Now, full faith is when your mind is whole. It's full of faith. It's not lacking. Amen. So in the mind that is whole, that is not lacking faith, there is no doubt existing in this mind. Now, it talks about people in the Bible. I think his name was Stephen. They had full of faith, and he did great miracles. Amen. Praise God. So it means that the mind... This is a mindset that is completely trusting in God. Amen. And, and there is no doubt existing in this mind. Amen. Okay, praise God. So listen to me. Now, if faith comes by hearing, amen, and hearing by the word of God, amen, then doubt 
comes by hearing something other than the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Glory to you. So there must be two voices or two perspectives to create doubt. Remember I said doubt is to, to divide, it's to separate. So it has to be two. Your mind has to be in two different places in order for you to doubt, in order for you to waver from one side to the next. Amen? Praise God. Glory to you. I'm just going to try to take my time and, and teach it tonight. Amen? And he that doubted, Scripture said, and he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. It says, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Okay, so whatsoever is not a faith that sin. So this means that any act that you engage in, in your mind, is not completely trusting on God, then it's a sin. He said whatsoever is not a faith. You see what I'm saying? That means any act, any activity. Okay, so we know sin means to err, right? Sin means to err. Sin means to miss the mark. Sin is transgression of the law. It means to violate divine law and thought and act, okay? So what is law? Law is a regulation or instructions on direction that God has ordained for you to follow. That's what law is, amen? It's a regulation or it's instructions that God has designed for you to follow. Now, sin means to err, to miss the mark, amen? So to sin is to miss the mark or go in a direction that is opposite for God to design you to go in. Amen? If I'm going to sin, if I'm, if I'm going to break the law, we know law is a regulation in the direction God has set for us to walk in. If I'm going to sin, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. You see what I'm saying? That God has designed for us to go in. Amen? So listen, check this out. So when you are engaging in activity and your mind is not completely trusting in God and you are in doubt, then you are operating outside of the person that God created you to be. You see what I'm saying? He designed the law from the beginning and designed a certain way for you to walk in. So when you are operating in activities and your mind is not completely trusting in God, then you are actually outside of the character that God created you to be. Come on now. Praise God. We're going to take my time tonight. Praise God. Glory to you. So God never intended for that battle to exist in your mind. Listen to me. God never intended for that turmoil between belief and unbelief. Amen? Praise God. Glory to you. God never intended, he never wanted you to experience anxiety. He never wanted you to go through that. This was not in his design. This was not in his makeup. Amen? God wanted us, desired for us to fix our mind on him and live in perfect peace. Amen? So God never desired for you to worry. Amen? Praise God. Glory to you, precious Lord. Thank you. So what I'm talking about is a design, okay, before we go to my next note, Genesis 2 and 7. What I brought, what I brought up so far is sin being the opposite direction, so you're acting out of character that God designed for you to be in. So God never designed, he never created you to operate in, in disbelief. His purpose when he created you was to be f- completely focused and trusting in him. Amen. So let's just take a look at that. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to you. So Genesis 2 and 7. Check this out. Let me take my time. I see people yawning. All. Where that stick? Where that stick you had there, Pastor? <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't finna do me tonight. Oh. Alright. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. 
Everybody say the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So the key part I want to focus on that God breathed into this man the breath of life. Now, the breath of life is God's spirit, but it also means divine inspiration. It means intellect. It means understanding and intelligence. Amen. So the spirit of God at this point imparted into man life and wisdom. Amen. Praise God. So, so at this point, man knows, the man knows everything that God wants him to know. Amen. He has God's understanding. At this point, God, everything that man knew, God put it in him. You see what I'm saying? So, so that's all you know when he said, um, Adam, who told you you was naked? He knew I didn't tell him that. He knew he didn't tell him that he was naked. So God knows everything that he put into man. Amen. Praise God. Glory to you. So that's that's the point I want to make right there uh, as far as that. Uh, Genesis 2 and 16. Let's move on to that. Glory to you. Let me calm myself down. Yeah, they says, and that remind me of that song before we go on to that song that they sung today. It says, uh, give me the vision to see things like you do. Give me wisdom because you know what to do. You see what I'm saying? God had already did this. You feel me? This is what he did in the beginning. Amen. And, and when I have the vision of God and I have the wisdom of God, this allows me to walk in full faith. You see what I'm saying? I see things how he see it. You see what I'm saying? So when he's, come on, man, when he said, I see it how he see it. You feel me? So this allows me to walk in full faith. Now, this, this, next, this next one going to get kind of tricky. And the Lord God, 216, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the life of God that thou may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day thou do eat, thou shalt surely die. All right, first I want to I wanna kind of calm myself down so I can teach, man. Um, the first thing I want to look at is the Lord God commanded the man. Now, I want y'all to think on this now. Who is the Lord God? The Lord God is spirit. Amen. I want I I to bring this home to you, perspective very close to you. The Lord God, the Lord God is the spirit. He's actually your spirit. Amen. Glory to God. Well, who is the man? Who is the man? We just learned that what? Man became what? A living soul. You see what I'm saying? So in this context right here, y'all got to feel me because God gave it to me. I was tripping too. Look, in this, in this conversation right here, you have a, a conversation between the spirit and the soul. What your soul is, your mind, your thoughts. You see what I'm saying? So right now what's going on actually when it says God commanded the man, it is the spirit talking to the mind. Your spirit, put it in perspective, your spirit talking to your mind, amen? So he said the spirit, God commanded the man. All right, now this tells me that number one thing I notice is the spirit has authority over the mind. You see what I'm saying? The spirit has authority to tell the mind what it can do and cannot do. He commanded the man, amen? Praise God. Y'all got to feel me because glory to you. So... Actually, when you look at every character in the Bible, they represent a soul. They represent a particular mindset. And the Bible just teaches us how the spirit of God relates to these mindsets. You see what I'm saying? Y'all got to feel me on this. Feel me on this. Okay, so the first thing I notice again, like I said, God commanded the man. This tells me that the spirit has dominion over the soul, over the mind, and is authorized to tell it what to do and not to do. So it says, of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat. So he's expressing freedom. Then he says, but, 
Now he's putting limitations and restrictions. Amen. He says, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in that day thou shalt die, thou shalt surely die if you do. Okay, let me slow down. So the spirit places one restriction on the mind. Now this restriction is very important. Now y'all got to follow me because this restriction, this restriction that God placed on the mind is very important. He says, of the tree of the knowledge thou shalt not surely eat because it's deadly. Okay, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, let me tell you what it means. Praise God. Glory to you. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil means perception. It's a tree of perception, a tree of skill, discernment, wisdom, and understanding. Amen? Eve referred to this same tree in Genesis 3-6 as a tree desired to make one wise. You see what I'm saying? So this is, this is, this is a tree. One wise means individual wisdom, which means own understanding. You see what I'm saying? So listen, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents man's own understanding. Come on, man. Y'all not feeling me. Y'all not feeling me. So God, this tree is vicious. This tree is so vicious because it represents man's own understanding. But listen to this. God had already gave man the understanding when he breathed into him. He had already had God's understanding. He had already had God's wisdom. He had already had God's intellect. Amen. So, so in this particular text, he's saying, look, if you take of this tree, it's so vicious because it will open you up to another realm. Where You see what I'm saying? Where you are able to see things different from the way I want you to see it. Amen. Come on now. Praise God. Remember, I told you, I told you in order for doubt to exist, there must be two. So own understanding creates opportunity for doubt. Come on, man. Own understanding creates opportunity for doubt. Because I have God's understanding, now I have my own understanding. So now, so when it was just God's understanding, I can operate in full faith. Because I can see what, I see what God sees, I feel how he feels, and I can, he tells me something, I believe it. You see what I'm saying? I have nothing else to compete with in my mind. My mind is completely whole. My mind is completely focused when I see things like God sees. You see what I'm saying? But with own understanding, with own understanding, it gives me another way to looking at things. So now I hear the voice of God saying something, and now I'm looking at it from a logical perspective. Come on now. God said, praise God. God said this tree is deadly. It is vicious if you, if, you, if you take of this tree. Praise God. Glory to God. For example, God's understanding. I'm focused on God. God says, come on, I'm going to pay your bill. Okay. I hear what you say. I see it how you see it. I believe it. No doubt. God's going to take care of my bills. I'm good. I ain't stressing. I ain't worried. I ain't tripping. You feel me? I'm good. Own understanding mixed in says, man, man, I just worked number 12 hours last week, 12 times. Man, that ain't going to equal up to pay my bills, my bank account, man, everything. You see what I'm saying? It's my own understanding. It's what I see now. You see what I'm saying? But see, so, so own understanding gave me an opportunity to doubt God. You feel me? God never wanted you to doubt. God never, he said, look, don't even go down that road. Don't even take of that tree. It's deadly. You see what I'm saying? He said he, God never wanted the turmoil in your mind of belief and unbelief. 
You see what I'm saying? He never wanted the turmoil. He never wanted you to go through the battle. Amen. God said, look, trust in me with all your heart. Come on now. That means your mind. And lean not to your own understanding. But he tried to prevent. That scripture wouldn't even came about. He tried to prevent own understanding from even happening. Amen. He says, lean not to your own understanding. That means you can't, you can't prop up on it. It ain't going to support you. You see what I'm saying? It's going to fail you every time. Amen. So God was trying to prevent own understanding from ever existing when he said, look, don't portray of this tree of the knowledge. But he said, the lady, she said, she said it, it seemed like it's going to make one wise. She saw it look good. You see what I'm saying? Come on, man. Praise God. Glory to God. Let me make sure I got everything in this. Lord, he needs to know. Fact, God is sure. Perception. Like I said again, own understanding is so deadly because it gives you another perception other than God's perception. Own understanding allows me to see things in another way that God didn't design for me to see. Come on, man. Praise God. So what I'm talking about, we're going we're gonna to go through it. So we're talking about doubt and unbelief. So what God is trying to do is expose some things right now, amen? Therefore, own understanding creates opportunity for doubt to exist. Again, because doubt means to separate the mind. In order for doubt to exist, there must be two different voices or two different perspectives. Okay, amen. Praise God. Like I said again, man, I done ran through these notes. Okay, for another example of own understanding. Talking about the bills. Own understanding looks like this. Own understanding says, man, look, there's a lad over there. He got five fish. He got two loaves. But what is that to so many people, man? You see what I'm saying? It's 5,000 people out here. This man got five fish and two loaves. This is what own understanding is saying. He count numbers. You see what I'm saying? Own understanding count numbers. But God understanding said, man, sit them down. You see what I'm saying? Sit them down, and we're going to pass this bread out. Amen. On understanding, see, when God understanding, look, when Peter was walking out the boat, when he was focused on nothing but God, he was able to what? He was able to walk on the water. Then he started looking at his own understanding. Man, I, I shouldn't be doing this. You feel me? It's not, you know what I'm saying? So he started to sink. What does that mean he started to sink? That means when you got a mind that is whole of faith. Listen to me. You got a mind that's full of faith. Amen. When he started to sink, that means his faith started to reduce. You see what I'm saying? So the more you pay attention to own understanding reduces your mind. See, God gave us the measure of faith, amen, of full faith. But every time we pay attention to our own understanding and listen to voices other than God, we go from a full faith to a little faith. Come on now. So you got to understand. So if I, for me to have a full faith, I have to focus on God and his word alone. That's it. So somehow, so somehow I have to be able to block out everything else. Somehow I, come on now. Somehow I got, I got to be able to focus on what God said and lock in on it. And then all this stuff that I see, I, in order for me to be at perfect peace, I cannot let this enter into my mind. In order for my mind, I have to fix my mind on God. In order to be in perfect peace, I cannot turn. Amen. Praise God. The, the father of our faith, he said even though his body was what? He was now dead. He said what? He stayed strong in his faith, and he considered not his own understanding. 
He didn't consider his own understanding. He didn't pay no attention to it. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to believe. He said, I believe that God is able to perform what he says. I'm going to focus on that. Forget what I'm seeing. I'm not going to pay attention to it. Amen. That's, come on now, that's what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. Come on now, I'm not going to pay attention to this. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. Mm-mm. Glory to you, precious Lord. So, again, in order to operate in full faith, you cannot consider anything but what God has said. You have to fix your mind, lock it in, block everything else out. Amen. Praise God. Glory to you. So my goal tonight is to help your unbelief. So what I'm trying to do now is expose how it comes about. But like I said at first, you got to understand how good your father is. He was pleading. When God told Adam, look, don't partake of the tree, he was coming from a deep heart. You see what I'm saying? He was concerned about this. You see what I'm saying? He never intended for your mind to go through that turmoil that we go through. You see what I'm saying? I know I'm not the only one. I'm not, I'm not the only one that deals with unbelief and belief. And then, then I'm stressing and I'm worried. And then I'm like, well, God said. And then I'm like, oh, my goodness. Come on now. That's, that is turmoil. That is a serious battle that exists in your mind. Come on now. And your God never existed. He never intended for that to happen. Come on now. He wanted your mind to be in perfect peace. That's why he said, cast all your cares on me. Come on now. I love you. I, I, didn't, I didn't create this for you to be like that. I love you too much for that. Come on now. Why else would he come, be, come along and say, cast your cares on me because I love you. Come on now. Praise God. So, so that was on understanding. That was one point of the unbelief. Okay, so now let's go on to Genesis 3 and 1. Praise God. Let me flip in my Bible. My boy got me on the screen. <laughs> Glory to God. Now the serpent, he was more subtle than the, any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yeah, I have. God said you should not eat of every tree of the garden. Josh told me he was going to be right on time. But I'm going <laughs> to. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Listen now. And the serpent said unto him, to the woman, you shall not surely die. Okay, come on now. For God know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. The first thing that you see is, it's two voices. Come on, that's, that's opportunity for doubt. That's opportunity for doubt. God said something, now I'm listening to somebody else saying something contrary to what God has said. Come on now. In order for you to keep doubt out of your mind, in order for you to be in perfect peace, you have to focus on what God says only. Amen? If someone is speaking to you contrary to what the word of God has said, then you cannot sit there and entertain it. She had, that conversation was a little bit too long. You see what I'm saying? Immediately, immediately when she seen that the enemy was saying something other than what God has said, come on now, she should have shut it down. She gave her attention. So now what? Two voices going on. And look how he tempted. He said, he, he ain't surely, he surely ain't say that. You know what I'm saying? Creating unsurety in her mind. Creating doubt in her mind. Amen? Because he already knew. This ain't even in my text, but I'm going to get back to it. But the enemy already knew if you eat and you're not of faith, it's a sin. If you doubt when you eat, it's a sin. All he had her to do was to doubt before she ate. <laughs> Come on now, y'all ain't feeling it. 
He created the doubt in her mind before she partaked of it. You feel me? But that's another point. That's one point. Like I said, we got one point on understanding. Second point, you listen to the other voices other than God. And then I said, my other point come in. I said, well, God, I said, I said, why did, why did the enemy tempt Eve and not Adam? And then God said something. He said, because it is easier to cause doubt in someone that has had secondhand information only. Come on, man. It's easy. Come on. It's easy for me to cause doubt in somebody that has had secondhand information. Therefore, it is for me to cause doubt in somebody that heard from God directly. Amen. So listen, he said Adam heard from God. God told Adam, don't eat of the tree. Apparently, Adam told Eve, look, did what God said. You see what I'm saying? Eve didn't have the same conviction that Adam had. You see what I'm saying? She didn't hear from God directly. So it's easy to, listen, it's easy to create doubt in someone that don't know God for themselves. Remember the man said fasting and praying. That's how you get rid of that. Come on, that's a relationship with God. Amen? Praise God. Glory to you. So if you all you do and all you ever hear from God is what I didn't say, what Pastor didn't say, what Kobe didn't say, all you do is come to church and this is the only hearing that you hear from God. You know what? You are setting yourself up. You are, you, are in a, you are a target for the enemy. She was a target because she had secondhand information only. So you are a target when you don't listen to God for yourself. You set yourself up. The enemy is waiting on you to come so, he waiting to come so doubt in your mind. He's waiting because he know that you don't know. He know that you don't know. Come on, man. He know you don't know. All you know is what I done told you. Listen to me. Listen to me. I, I trust Pastor to hear his word. I really do. I love him dearly. If Pastor came to me and said, look, Kamal, loan Kobe $2,000. He good for it. He going to pay you back. This, this Pastor telling me about Kobe. All right? Me trusting Pastor in his word, I'm going to be like, okay, I believe Pastor. Okay, Kobe good for it. But when Pastor walk off, if Josh come right up to me and say, Kamal, if I was you, man, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Immediately, 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 I'm going to doubt. Immediately, I'm going to be like, man, I don't know about that. Why? It's not that I don't trust Pastor, and I don't, it's like, I don't know Kobe like that. You see what I'm saying? So me and you haven't developed, me and you haven't developed a relationship. So if all I heard was something from Pastor, somebody come tell me something different about you, I'm unsure now. Oh, man, I'm not giving him my money. I don't know. You feel me? I don't know. I don't know if he's good for it or not. In order for me to trust him like that, I need to have a relationship. In order for you to trust God with full faith, you got to develop your own relationship. You can't be getting this secondhand information. Come on, man. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to you, precious Lord. Say that secondhand information. You ain't, and, and that's what we got. You got to have a relationship. You got to have a relationship in order to have faith. Because, listen, when pastor say something, I pre he preach, he preach good. He go hard. When he say something, when he say something, it hits, it hits the surface. It goes in. But when you read the word and God give you a word directly, oh, my goodness, it goes deep. It goes deep. It's, it is hard for anybody to take a word that you know you got from God. Come on, man. You know you got that from God, man. So can't nobody else tell you nothing different when I got a revelation from God. 
You see what I'm saying? So that, that secondhand information, it only penetrates so deep. You know what I'm saying? But you got to get in there for yourself. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the reason why there's doubt and unbelief in your mind. You see what I'm saying? First, we talked about what we talked about, the first one. I don't understand it. I don't understand your perception. You're supposed to block all that out, see things how God sees it. Then we talk about listening to other voices. Then we talk about you got to have a relationship with God. You see what I'm saying? You got to have a relationship with God. Praise God. Glory to God. So as they, as they continue to, to go down, where we at? We was in Genesis. And I read. And the eyes, okay, we went at six. We read five. Now I'm at six. When, when the woman saw the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took out a fruit and did eat. Off top, she looking at it. Oh, it looked good. That's all I don't understand it right there again. God ain't God said it looked good, but it looked good to you, so you gon' you gonna do it. You oh, it looked enticing, it looked good. God must have been tripping when he told me. You see what I'm saying? And he did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. He was with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open. That's my point right there. Look. And the eyes of them both were open. What that mean? Look. It don't mean that they was walking around blind and couldn't see. This, the eyes of them both were open, indicates that they were no longer walking by faith. But they have stepped into a realm that they're walking by sight now. You see what I'm saying? Their eyes were open. They're no longer walking by faith, but they're walking by what they see. You see what I'm saying? And now, now what they see is, Oh, my goodness, I see something that I didn't see a while ago. Oh, my goodness, I'm naked. We naked. Now it's shame. Now it's fear. You see what I'm saying? Is that, it, didn't, it wasn't that they was blind at first. You see what I'm saying? They were walking in faith. They, they only perceived things from a certain level. Now when their eyes were open to where they're focused on sight and not faith, come on now. Now they're looking around at their circumstances and situations. They see that they're naked. Come on, man. The eyes of them both was open. Oh, man, praise God. Glory to you, precious Lord. Glory to you. What else we got? Y'all having a good time? I'm, I'm up here. I'm up here having fun right now. Let me see what my notes got. Praise God. Glory to you. So the point of tonight is, like I said, God... Man, this faith, faith, everything is is based on faith. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. He, by by your faith, you are healed. As you believe, come on. As you believe, so so be it. To you. I mean, every miracle, every you know, everything is by faith. So if the enemy can come in and take that away, come on, man. There's nothing that we can do. You see what I'm saying? So God tonight just wanted to stop. And he wants to help our unbelief. Amen. He wanted to, he don't, first thing you got to understand is when you started, when you start wavering between belief and unbelief, you already know that this is not the way God created me to, to walk in right now. That's an indication right now that I'm outside of my character. Amen. Amen. So when you're paying attention to your own understanding, you know what I'm saying? You have to, you paying attention, I understand it, but this is not what, what I'm supposed to be doing. See, when you, you have to check these things as they come in your mind, amen, in order to, to walk in full faith, you're going you're gonna to have to turn, you're going to have to fix your mind. You're going to have to block some stuff out. It ain't going to automatically happen. It's going to be a battle. 
Amen. Thoughts are going to try to plunge their way into your mind. You see what I'm saying? Thoughts, circumstances, everything is going to try to get into your mind in order for you to be in turmoil with yourself. Amen. So the battle, the challenge is for you to block out everything that I said was a cause of doubt. Amen. And then it's very important that you get your own relationship. Get to know God for yourself. That way you can get trust in God. If you don't know if, and when I'm talking about God, I'm talking about your soul, your mind communicating with your spirit. It's right up in here. It's all up in here. You see what I'm saying? It ain't, you know, trust, <laughs> praise God. But it's, it's up in here. You see what I'm saying? The relationship, the conversation takes place inside. The kingdom of God is within you. God is in you. Amen. The man didn't start perceiving God to be outside of himself until he fell off into his own understanding. Now he's seen God walking way over here in the cool of the day. But at, the, at first, the conversation was right here. God has always been in all and through all. You know what I'm saying? It's just all about perception. And we grow up talking, to, yeah, God is in heaven. Yeah, he's everywhere. But we grow up looking way outside of ourselves. Have a look within yourself. Come on now. Praise God. But anyway, praise God. Tonight, tonight we just want to we want to we want to deal with unbelief. Uh, we want to we want to deal with it, Lord. And we just want to pray right now. If y'all want to, you know, that's 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 my word. So what we want to do is address it. I guess I'll pray over us. Uh, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for 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 taking this time, Lord, uh, to, to help our unbelief. Lord, you exposed it. You exposed unbelief. You exposed the causes of our doubt, Lord. Help us to keep it out of us, Lord. Help us to prevent its entrance, Lord. Lord, you 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 have showed us your heart that you didn't even desire for us to be in such turmoil. You didn't even desire for unbelief to be in us, Lord. Let us walk in what you have created us to be, precious Lord. Let us walk as the person that you have created us to be with our minds completely focused on you alone, Lord. With our thoughts completely focused on you alone, Lord. For we believe, Lord, that you are able to do what you say, Lord. We are believe that you are able to do what you say, Lord. Let us not consider anything else other than what you say precious lord let us not consider anything but your own abilities precious lord keep our mind in perfect peace as we fix them on you precious lord give us the strength amen we love you lord in jesus name amen thank you for listening to life church podcast for more information go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org